We are speaking with the, the one and only Jem Davis of the Mighty FM, one of my favorite bands, along with Thunder. Uh, bonjour, as we say, Jem. How are you? I'm very good, mate. How are you? Good, good. <coughs> we are we are here to talk about uh, Pepper Kid Two, the uh, the uh, solo album that you're about to uh, to release, which uh, I purchased because uh, you should support your artists. Thank you. Yeah. You're, you're, so, you're very welcome. So, so we're let's get talking about that. But then, well, you know what? You know what? Here, let, let the folks wait a second. I have to ask you about lights out in Tokyo with UFO, right? just yeah. because I might be one of the strange people that it, it's one of my favorite UFO albums because just <laughs> the way Lawrence Archer approaches those songs, there's just something about that night. It just sounds different, and it sounds it just sounds like another UFO, and I love it. I, I in fact have right. it in my phone and listened to it like two days ago. Right, um, oh, brilliant! Yeah. I mean, it's uh, I mean, UFO was one of my favourite bands, yeah. and uh, so to be actually get off of the gig, I met Phil before because uh, I was in a band called Tobruk. We were signed for the EMI, and we uh, supported UFO a few times. So I knew Phil, and that. So when that opportunity came up, I thought, brilliant, you know. But Lawrence, um, I mean, he was a massive Schenker fan and he just, uh, you know, and, he, and we loved the band. We both actually wanted to, we wanted to make it work and move away. I mean, obviously I knew the Atomic Tommy and the Misdemeanor album and all that. And we wanted to get it back to as it was, you know. That I mean, for me, my my two favourite live albums is, uh, you know, obviously Strangers in the Night and Thin, the Thin Lizzy, you know, Live and Dangerous. Yep. And, you know, uh, but I mean, it was an absolute joy. It was a manic uh because uh, phil and pete were it was a comedy duo absolutely they were oh. crazy but and you never knew what you were going to get on the night and the joy of it also was the fact that you do it start a song like rock bottom you didn't know where it was going to end up because phil would conduct it and bring you down and now i love that you know it's just like so it's different every night you know so uh yeah we had a blast you know? yeah it's funny because i um I, I spoke to rob deluca who's the current bass player in ufo and he says he says, basically, in, in Rock Bottom, we've got what we call, like, signposts on a road, and we know when we hit that note that, okay, now we can get back to... And yeah, 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 yeah. It's just interesting, because yeah. every solo in there uh, during the Rock Bottom performances are, are fantastic. Anyway, I, I, I wanted to get the lights out stuff, because... Uh, right. <clears throat> I just... I mean, can't... that ended... I'm just going to say, because that ended so classically, because we did that album, and that was great, and then we all flew to Russia. Uh, I mean, everybody was miming. There's loads of people like Asia and all sorts of bands on this bill, but right. we all had to mime for TV, you know. And that was the classic one where uh, <laughs> Phil was completely hammered, fell off the front of the stage, and we did two numbers with his voice coming out, and there was no sign of him, and he had his foot in plaster. I've seen him, obviously, since that, but uh, <laughs> it was just so rock and roll, you know. That, that, and I had visions of him. We were all in a taxi, and he had his foot literally out the window, in plaster, you know. But, oh, man, it was fantastic. We had such a good laugh, you know. I you... really enjoyed that, you know. Oh, my God. All right, so uh, we'll, we'll get back some more of those stories in a second, but let's, right. let's get over to Pepper Kid because uh, I admit I bought the album, but sight, un or sight unseen or, yeah. or sounds Best unheard, yeah, very, I have yeah. no idea what I'm getting. Nah. So what am I getting? And what, and, 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 <laughs> what are you getting? What am I getting? And if other so, fans join join me in buying this album, yeah. What are they I getting? think um, so. I moved to this studio uh, mm -hmm. in, in the lockdown, and um, and the best thing 
FM, in, um, and I watched a brilliant interview with Geddy, because I'm a massive Rush fan, so you know that. And the, oh, and well, the, you'll be happy to know that I just oh, emailed Terry Brown about two hours oh, did ago. You? I right. did. So, um, so and Rush's, uh, Rush's ethic is the same as FM's in the fact that we all write. So all that bullshit about who wrote what song, we throw out the window, we just, everybody's in it. So we just focus on the songs. So I had about a dozen songs for the next FM album, but I was right, and I just thought, I'm just going to go with the flow here. Uh, and, I, and I was writing other stuff and I thought, I really need to, I want to release this, you know. But my, I, I'm, I like all sorts of stuff. I'm again with yourself, and I don't know why people hate them, but I love Nickelback. I love the heavy side of things. As a keyboard player. Um, See right it's here? Weird because I'm, hey? Nickelback. Nickelback. <laughs> you can't. You can't. You can't see okay. it there. Nickel. I got a whole section of Nickelback and and yeah. oh, it's a whole and yeah, London Fireboys. Oh, boys, yeah. But my my so my record collection is also. I mean, obviously, you know, it's, I love the Floyd uh, and that. And there's a, yeah. uh, uh, the ending track. There's an uh, the last track on the album is called Breath of Life. It's all about uh, this, what we all went through in 2020. But it's very Floydy, uh, and I I make no excuses about that i just wanted that to go for that but then i've got the first opening song Pep, uh, pepperland i got jim to sing it i wanted it to be like small faces like lazy sunday lazy sunday cockney guy. i did try to get stiff to sing it it's just uh and I da thought, danny no, bows and thunder do a great version of that song right that. yeah 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 well i've known those boys since way back with terraplane you see with uh we to Brooke and Terrify me went out together. So I, yeah, I keep trying to. Like that, you know? Every time I interview Danny, I say, You got to resurrect the song I Survive. And he goes, No, we're not doing oh. Terrify. <laughs> but it's such a great song, I Survive. You yeah. should cover it on the next album just, just to annoy him. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so what are you going to get? I mean, uh, so um, obviously, I didn't want. Uh, I've got Stiff singing a song on it, but there's stuff on there that it just didn't fit in the FM. Uh, like mold, if you like, and I, so there's, I've got a ballad on there, it's, and I wanted it to be sort of eagle and sort of that, and that's what Steve singing. He does a blinding job. It's fantastic. That's called Fools of Lullaby. But another singer I work with uh, in a uh, band called Grand Slam with Lawrence, uh, Mike, I've known for thirty odd years, you know, more than that, and so he's the main voice of the album because I needed to have some continuity. So right. it opens up with Jim singing this song and then and the rest most of it is all mike and then that falls all by the stiff but on the whole it's mike singing you know that's that's the flow and it's all me uh, it's all coming from my uh, you know my mad head but uh i guarantee there'll be you know there's always gonna with the albums that i was thinking like with extreme if you buy porn of graffiti you've got when I first kissed you, which is like Frank Sinatra, you know, going to mm -hmm. something really heavy and then more than words. And I thought, well, there's the president. It's been done before, you know. So uh, it does all flow. And uh, the first single is going to be called After the Rain. And that's featuring Lawrence on it. It's a heavy song. Uh, and I just wanted it to, that's that kind of a vibe. But then I've got uh, other stuff. I love bands like Jellyfish and uh, and the Beatle element and all that malarkey. Um, so that's in there as well, you see. So, yeah, it's interesting. It is interesting, you know. But oh, um, oh, so wait on. a second here. Yeah, I just noticed Lawrence Archer is playing on this. Then, yeah, yeah, I got a lot, lot to play oh, to. Damn. Yeah, so that's it, the first. It, thing. it just got ten times better. This is great. <laughs> no offense yeah. to everybody else, but I mean, 
So that's because uh, he yeah. was in UFO replacing Michael Schenker. People don't give him his due. No. But he, he he rips. Well, you see, Grand Slam was that's when he formed with yeah. uh, back in the day. So, so I would play, I've been playing with the boys and going out doing that when I wasn't FMing, you know. Um, and then originally it was Mark Stanway. Well, Mark's been doing other things and couldn't commit. So, uh, and of course, with knowing Lawrence and knowing Mike, it came in. And in fact, the boys, grandson, are going to be supporting us on a couple of dates. I'm saying that in France in a couple of months, but whether that happens in the way, <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is the problem because we've got tours lined up. We've got a very busy 2022, and all we can do is just put them on the book and then just see how it's going to go. I mean, every concert announcement announcement now is, you know, Metallica playing Montreal. Maybe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're like, yeah. Like, oh. yeah. So, um, but yeah, so uh, it was funny because I had the one before that. It's a song, I've got a song called Fire Me Up. And again, it's, very, it's a Hammond-driven song because my influences are like, um, um, well, it's funny. My sister used to listen to a load of Soul and Elton John and all that when I was growing up. So I was into that David Cassidy. And so I was listening to all that, and then somebody played me uh, Xanadu by Rush and the Moog on that, and that was it. I was I was sold. All right, okay, I'm gonna need to explore this. And from Rush, I went with Yes, Genesis, and the proggy side of things. But of course, but then my heart's with John Lord and that that Hammond sound. And so I like the heavier side of things. In when I play with a band, I have Jim bollocking out of my. He comes over, he's like, you're loud. He's louder my side, but it's his because I want to feel it, you know. I'm old school and I can't be bothered with in ears. No, I just want to feel it, you know. Right, yeah. So there's a heavy song. And initially I asked Lawrence to do the solo on that. And then uh, I thought, no, hang on, this is my album. Fuck you. <laughs> so I said, sorry, I shouldn't swear, man. You know? can swear, uh, All right. <laughs> so then I went off and I went, oh, or uh, just did a Wakeman thing on a vibe on it and that. So, and that, that just seemed to work, you know. And then, uh, but for After the Rain, well, that's it's a very heavy song. It's like a real almost like John Bonham kind of drum sound I put on it. So um, it just, and Lawrence done a blinding job. He just, you know, and he's, I had to fire it over to Spain where he's living at the moment. He came back in a couple of days and thought, yes, awesome, awesome. So I'm looking forward to that. With that's come, you know, over here, it's, well, it's kind of destined to go out in October. And then the, the album officially on the 12th of November, you know, so uh, but I'll be putting out the pre-sales way, way in advance, you know. Okay, so the, so the album I bought, I'm, I'll be getting for Christmas. Yeah, hey, no, no, I, I'll get that to you. I'll get that as soon as they come in, Mitch. Don't worry, I'll power <laughs> no, it over. No, no, that's that's fine. So, okay, so so if you're an FM fan or just a hard rock fan in general, I mean, this album's for you. I mean, it's not some kind of esoteric, you know, new. No, age. Do you know what? I because okay. I yeah, as a keyboard player again, I, I love Rick Wright, Wright in Floyd, and then I bought his solo stuff, and I thought. It just didn't go anywhere, you know. And it's like, well, these are songs on this album. It's a real right. songwriting thing. And and I've I've taken I've done it like a twenty page booklet. I wanted it to be uh, so all the lyrics you can read that they all mean something. So something that it's it's not just like a little twee tunes, if you like. You know, everything means something, and it's all in its in its place. You know, and I just explore different genres that I like. You know, um, and push Mike a bit because he's a rock singer, but slightly, you know, but it's not wimpy in any way, shape or form, you know, um, but it was just, um, like I say, it's not, because it, it was an FM kind of tunes. It's, I thought, okay, well, no, but it needs a vehicle. And so Pepper Kid 2, I think, I just need to clarify Pepper Kid 2, right? So the reason it's Pepper Kid is because 
ever since I was a kid, I've covered my food in pepper, right? It became an issue right? <laughs> to, to the point where the boys in the band go, wait a minute, Jim's getting, and I would literally say, you can't see the plate, you know? So that's where that comes. It's got nothing to do with the Beatles, Pepperland or anything like that. It was just that that's what I did. And everyone says to me, well, why the two? And I think, so it's just my lucky number. There was never a Peppa Kid one and he got, <laughs> he died, you know? We're not talking David Bowie here, you know? So that's where that all came about. And I just thought, yeah, it's a project. I've got no intention at this moment in time of getting a band around it or anything like that. I just want to, as a vehicle, and I will don't want to do more stuff, you know? Because I'm also working with Jimbo on his on his bluesy stuff as well, you see. Yeah, he's uh, a great blues player. So, oh, so yeah, yeah. let me just remind the folks, PepperKid2.com. PepperKid2.com is where you can get this. Um, in terms of, so you don't want to make it a band necessarily, but there certainly could be other chances. Now, when you're making this music and you don't have Steve Overland, the voice singing on it, uh, how do you, I mean, I mean, you got the best. So, were I, you more critical of Mike? Did you? Did you? No, say, no. Hey, well, I did. Make, yeah, I did push him a bit. Yeah. I mean, because Steve's a machine, man. He just like uh, it's instant and then harmony and bang and bash, bash and and he says it. Steve like, Overland, Danny wow. Bowes, two of the greatest singers ever. You cannot yeah. change my mind. Totally, totally. Uh, you know, I mean, we've just been working the last two days in here. We're finishing off the next FM album. You know. And Steve is great. He's just like you know, because he did a vocal on I've written a ballad on this on this album and all that, and he had already done a whole complete vocal. He said, "Nah, it's yeah, I want to come on, give me a, I want to do that again." And like within an hour, it's all down there again with all the harmonies and bang. He knows exactly where he's going. It's 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 a joy. But the thing with Steve is he sounds like Steve, so uh, I wanted to some you know I didn't want it to be another FM sound if you like you know. So that's why I went mainly with Mike, because I wanted to move away from that. So there's plenty of stuff Steve's on outside of FM, which is great, you know. Um, yeah. That was the only reason, really, you know. But um, no, he, and he's, you see, the thing is, we, they're good, it's a joy to work with Jim and Steve anyway, you know. We always have a, we have a laugh, but we get things done, you know. So yeah. uh, that's the best way to do it. Jim's great, and I'm uh, keeping an eye on this dog who's about to start barking. Um, let me just ask you quickly about the last couple of uh, FM uh, albums, Synchronized and Atomic Generation. To me, uh, two of the best albums the band has ever made. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, and of course, and of course, the the reworked version of Indiscreet Thirty it is phenomenal. And uh, <laughs> um, that was a risk. That was a risk. We were kind of pushed by uh, management of Steve because we looked up by Steve Strange who goes looks after Coldplay and that. And he was saying, he was a big fan, you see. But, but he, and it's always a risk that because it's such a cherished album, the, the first album, as it was in my book before, you know. Um, and so to revisit that and, and it, you know, so we don't know how the fans are going to react to that. And thank God we got it right, you know. Yeah. Um, well, and I'll tell you this too. I, being in Canada, I wasn't a fan of FM at that time just because you didn't exist on our radio or on our on our TV, it wasn't <coughs> that I didn't like you. It's just that you weren't part of the of the picture. Right. So I don't have that memory of I'm 15 years old and and indiscreet is the greatest thing I've ever heard in my life. I found it later, you know, 20 yeah. years later. So when I heard the re redone version, I just thought, wow, this is right. a great album, really polished up with a lot more muscle to it. And a great band. I mean, Jim, with his sort of bluesy guitar approach, takes those songs somewhere else, even though they're 
they're almost carbon copies, there's a very distinct difference. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Win. And, and, and the other thing was that with Steve's voice as well, it, it's just, I guess, more mature. I mean, obviously, it's, it's a few years down the line, but uh, he's singing it just as, just as well, even better because he's just because he's been singing those songs for 30 odd years. There's a few little licks in there that give it a little bit more character or whatever because you've lived with us. Once you live with a song for that period of time, uh, it, you just change it slightly, but you had to be careful not too much, you know. And um, thank God we got it, we did get it right, and, and uh, it's been definitely well received. In that, you know. With so, the work on the next FM album underway, where do we go in terms of, of sound or what are we looking for? Do, do we just, you know, make a synthesizer <coughs> or another atomic generation? No, no, it's definitely going to be a lot more, um, it's, it's a, not as light, I, I don't want to say heavier, but it's, 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 we always try to, we actually, we just want to move, we just write what we like, you know, and, right. and, and the whole point with it, it's the chemistry of the, of the five guys together, and that's what makes the sound of FM, um, and I mean, we're, we're loving this one. We think this is, the, as you do with any album, you think that's it. Now, this is the one that's going to be it, you know, and uh, you just evolve. And we wanted to, to get, you've got to beat the last one. You've got to get be better. And that's, we don't release anything. It goes through such a strict process that every song before it gets to anybody, you know, we're we're super critical on everything that we do. So that when it comes out, you know, we're happy with what we're putting out, you know. And, and it is sonically, we've... Um, uh, we just want to make sure that this is right and in the in the same sort of mindset as as everything we've got in the past, you know. So, how, uh, sorry, I was going to say, how involved is is Frontiers? Because it, when you're sort of a rookie band, Frontiers gives you your marching orders and says, "This is what you're going to do. Here's who's going to play on it," and off you go. Does FM have some a certain amount of freedom? Uh, basically, we just do. We're FM, so it's like basically we we do. And front, I mean, but the Frontiers guys, Starfino and all that, absolutely adore Stiff, you know. And he right. could he could sing the phone, but they'd be fine with that, you know. And they trust us to. Uh, you know, they don't. Think, we've been doing it long enough now. They know that we won't give them anything half mm. or anything like that. So that does not even come into it, you know. Um, okay. And they, you know, it's a guaranteed. But did they just? Yeah, I've never known them to. Uh, to not to ever get any accidents, whatever you know, which, which is, is nice. nice. Yeah, because I, I I was talking to the Revolution Saints guys, Jack Blades and Dean Castronova, and they're like, well, right. they had the guys write songs for us, and they and I was just like, right, Jack Jack Blades who wrote Still yes. Rocking in America, you're going to write songs for, for him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah. <laughs> that ain't that ain't going to happen here, you know. No, uh, no, yeah, it doesn't work that way with us at all. You know, you couldn't really, you know. I mean, still to sing outside of FM, and that, and that's the process and that. But with FM, it's like I say, we're all five writers and all that, and that's the that's the sound. You can't get, you don't really want anybody else. There's no room for anybody else to come into it because we've got so much wealth of material anyway, you know. And if, like I say, if we start on a project and we think, no, this is this is ain't working, boys, and out and into the next one, you know. Well, <laughs> I mean, they did on Tough It Out bring in Desmond Child, which you can never go wrong with Desmond. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. Another thing that's currently in my phone is Tough It Out Live that came out earlier this year. Uh, an album that originally you didn't play on, but you had a chance, <laughs> of course, to do these these uh, album shows. Um, talk to me a little bit about that album and, and putting it out live, because again, I think you've made it better. No offense. Oh, 
It's funny because I'm great. Um, Dij has been, uh, you know, we've got get him back up in stage, and uh, yeah. and, uh, and uh, it's this. It's great to talk to him and all that. And, and for me, I wanted to want to hit the old, uh, the old sounds, if you like, but then try and bring in new sounds to make it more now, you know. And it's a fine balance between the two. Again, you've, you've got to make sure that the fans are happy and whatever. But, um, you know, that was, a, again, a good, great fun to do. And we went out at the end of the year with Dan Reed and, and the Gun Boys, and it just went down a storm, you know. But it was, uh, there's a lot of songs. It's a bit strange that because to play, it's not how you would play a live set, you know, right. how you structure a, you know, an app. Yeah, the, so, the ebb and flow is all wrong. Yeah, yeah. And I think Dan, the man, actually threw it out the window. He was meant to be doing all the slam, but, you know, from start to finish, and he said, no, I'm going to do this. But we didn't. We were true to what we did. What so basically, if you bought the album, you, the next you expect to hear the next song, and that's how we did it. You know? But um, again, just, that's that was the right way to do it, though. Yeah, yeah. And uh, But a lot of Tough It Out's been in the set a long, long time. So, right. but, but, you know, uh, you know, Bad Luck and all those those tunes, you know. Um uh, burning my heart down and all that. It's the, the, so there was about four songs that we've not played ever, you know. And they were, again, it's because it's all fresh, especially fresh to me because I've never actually played them or that, and Jim as well, you know. Uh, so that was good good fun, you know. But, uh, yeah. And we're really pleased how that got received, you know, again, you know. So, um, oh, it's, it's phenomenal. I, I love it. I, you know, but I, I'm, I'm a I'm a sold fan now that I've discovered FM a, a few years back. Um Talk to me about how important Jim Kirkpatrick is because he he does come from the blues. You know, he's been compared to the the Joe Bonamassas of the he's not your typical straight ahead rock guy. He's got that that soul and blues and I think he makes FM better than what was there in the past, my opinion. Yeah. But uh, what, what I love about Jim is secret a, sauce. He's a, he's a very um he again, he's a fan he was a fan before he joined the band. He's a baby of the band. And so he wanted it to, he's honoured every lick and he goes through with Stiff and makes sure that they're playing exactly what Chris has put down there because he knows what the fans want to do. And then when he gets the opportunity, whatever, he'll do his little bit. And that's, oh, there's Jim, you know. Uh, and I think that's great. I think that's, he's, he's got the balance right between honouring the original and making it a little bit more himself, you know, without uh, pissing anybody off. And, and uh, it's a tough, that's a tough gig, you know. Andy was a, a was brilliant. He would just, just go and do it and you didn't know what you were going to get with that, you know. But uh, Jim, yeah, it's, you know. And I, again, I've been playing with Jim on his um, on his blues stuff and all that. And I've had a couple of gigs hopefully this weekend. And uh, it's a great fun to do, you know. And it's just, it's nice to go and do something a bit different, you know. Well, the, the great thing about Andy is that I knew of him way before I knew of FM because he was on all the Corey Hart stuff. Yeah. yeah. So when you're sitting here watching Sunglasses at Night, you go, oh, yeah. oh, he joined See FM that? after? And that was the soundtrack because my first, because Tobruk, well, we did our first album with Lance Quinn, who did uh, the Bon Jovi uh, 7800, but with, with Obie O'Brien, you know. And we did that in Philadelphia. And of course, in 84, what a, what a year 84 was for music and, you know, Missing You and uh, uh, and Sunglasses and I, I just remember that, you know, that was, so three months in Philadelphia and that was the soundtrack for me, you know. So, and it was weird to be meet Andy after, you know, hearing that on the radio for so long, you know. Yeah. But I know, I'd known um, Merv a long, because Tobruk supported um, Diamond Head. So I, I've known Merv a long time. 
And so how I got into FM was that uh, um, FM was supporting UFO in Paris. Uh, and so me and Merv met up, met up again. And at that point in time, he was using Romeo's keyboard player and and, in, and um, Slim was just standing in, if you like. Right. And I knew what the situation was with the UFO boys. That I knew that Phil had already talking about getting Schenker back in and whatever. And I was fine with that because it's a bit weird because I'm doing myself out of a job. But I thought, no, let's get get, let's get Paul Raymond and Schenker back together. That's, that's great. So I knew that was on the cards. So I said to Merv, I said, listen, mate, you know, yeah, absolutely. I'll come down to some rehearsals. Uh, this is what's happening, you know. And then I'll be... So that was the end of 92, and I've been with them ever since, you know. Walk on Water is phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, let, let, let's be honest. By the way, did you play on High Stakes and Dangerous Men? Because I never not... did. No, not I'm yeah, actually. Okay. That was after um, they basically needed a keyboard player to go and do the tour, you know. Yeah, so. okay, because I looked at some sites, and they say, yes, he's on it. And then I look <laughs> at others, and they go, no, he's not. And I'm yeah. like, well. No, I didn't. I, I don't know who they got in on, on the keys on that, but uh, okay. yeah, no, I came in after the after that. They it was just they had a UK tour. It started off with that, and then it just I stayed with them for the well, it was a year and a bit, I think. You know, so, just real uh, quick before we wrap up, FM did take a, a, a significant break for a decade. Um, how how important was that for you, or, or disappointing for you, or no, we needed a breather. Um, we needed a breather, I think, for sure. Um, I think uh, grunge was happening and all that malarkey. And, um, you know, it, it really was just a case of, um, we just took a step, step back and yeah. only did the band the world and good, you know. It's, it was the right thing to do, you know, because you missed it. I mean, see, FM is, a, is that we have that laugh. What you see on stage, when you come and watch us, we're, we're having the best time. And that is not fake. We just do, you know, and all the bullshit of egos is out the window. So I missed all of that. I love playing live, you know, I just like the, you know, thing. so the last 16 months has just been hellish, you know. So we really, we've done one gig this year and it just, everyone got back and it just, it's amazing how it suddenly goes, Shink. oh yeah, I remember this goes, you know. So, uh, yeah. So uh, I'm really looking for, I mean, need to come over there, chap, you know, because. Um, well, listen, I keep saying that if I win the lottery, there will, be, <laughs> there will be a private gig in Montreal featuring FM, Thunder, Honeymoon Suite and Gothard. Yeah. Uh, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's my ultimate, uh, my <laughs> ultimate uh, uh, extravaganza of, of right. rock. Um, and now here, I'll finish on this one and then we'll replug Pepper Kid, but. When you did get back together, was the intent just let's do a couple of shows and that's it, and you know let's put a, a proper period to at the end of the sentence, or did you say? Yeah, um, it was, see what got us back together again was the Firefest, uh, right? Well, in two thousand. So was it for shits and giggles, or was it like let's get, let's well, give it a go? Yeah. Well, then when we did it, when we had the first rehearsal, we thought this is great, you know, we didn't really want it to stop. So, um, and then the reaction that we got, and the, and. Uh, it was funny because like, I, I got married, I married uh, in Vegas, like you do, uh, and my missus had never seen, experienced that. And we're down the Hard Rock in Nottingham, and there's people from Brazil coming over asking for me autograph, and she's saying, well, he's the guy that sits there watching the telly, and, you know, she didn't, couldn't comprehend that. And I said, this is what I actually do, love. You know, it's like, that's like, so that was, and it just escalated from there, the love and the, reaction from the crowd and that so no let's 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 get out there and let's carry it on i think we've done enough because we had that breather there was a new fresh right 
we're off, you know. And um, get, and then getting Jim in and all that, it's just, again, it's a, that fresh feeling sort of thing. And, uh, you know, and we haven't really, we haven't stopped, you know. And it, and the best thing is, like, doing these big festivals, like last, you know, the last gig, we got supporting Kiss, and, you know, and these massive festivals that, and some of the festivals that we do are very heavy. And you think, it's the old uh, chicken wire. You think yeah, I know. Chicken bottled up, whatever. And, and because Steve is such a great vocalist and all that, and I think after, like, Cradle of Filth and all that really heavy stuff, it's like we're like a, a little breather. And, and the reaction that we get from the, the Europeans and all that, they love it, you know, and, and it's that's a joy, you know. So uh, And i got to say, yeah, by the way, that's what I love about the European festivals like Hellfest or, or Wacken is that you'll get Cradle of Fifth, uh, Cradle of Filth and Demo Borgir, and then you'll get Foreigner and FM and you go, what now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. You think this is never going to work. But and it does. Is, yeah, they like, they just like good music. If they like people that can play and they say, okay, you're a heavy band, great. And and like, okay, you're, you know, and that's how they do it. And if you, if you're crap, they'll let you know, you know, so, yeah. uh, you know, but um, but you see, I've consulted on on festivals in Canada, and they'll say we're going to get this band and that <laughs> band, and we're going to get the Black Label Society, and then I'll say, you know what, FM is, is is great, or I'll say Foreigner, great rock songs, they can come out and do Urgent, and it's just yeah. heavy, and they go, no, 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 it's, no, it's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and like, well, the British are a little bit like that. It has to be uh, this genre of music, and that's again, so I'd nicely get back to to Pepper Kid because I didn't want to be pigeonholed to. A particular genre you know right. so yeah, there is possible to i think everybody this is a different types of music you know like i say i love my nickelback i like rush i mean it's all canadian bands at saga again you know another band i absolutely love with keyboard as a keyboard player you know great and then uh, you know i'll go from that to frank sinatra or whatever you know and i think a lot of people secretly do that you know why, why they, you don't really want to be pinned down to oh right you just like that kind of music why why if it's good for me it's got to have just got to have good melody you know um you and, and me uh, both if my no. ears like it I, i'm in they, yeah 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 you so, know listen i, I was, my my mix this morning while i was walking went from in excess over to buck cherry over to black star riders over to to nickelback right yeah, yeah. fine to me yeah 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 absolutely yeah 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 um just real quick, uh, Metropolis, which came out after, you know, you, you do the Firefest, Andy leaves, Jim's comes in. Uh, what was that like going into Metropolis? Were you thinking, okay, we need to go back and make another tough it out. We need to make another indiscreet. Or you're just saying, hey, it's 2010. This is what we're going to be like in 2000. What was sort of the that That's exactly it. Mind? That's exactly it. We, we did not, we said we could it's the wrong thing to do to try and emulate industry is industry. Don't try and do another industry too, you know. And I, I, I can't remember, like when I went to Brooke, when we signed to EMI, they said, well, we want you to be the next Def Leppard. I mean, thinking, well, why don't we be the next to Brooke? You know, it, why you don't want to, and that's the same with the band. So that, and that's how we work with our albums. You said, we don't want to, we're not going to repeat what we've just done. We're just going to write good stuff and then that's how it's going to be. It's not like, Let's make a song that sounds a bit like that, and then we get right. away. That that doesn't make sense to me or any of us, you know. Though, so, if so, Mutt Lang called and said he's producing the next record, would you turn him down? Well, no, no. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mutt um, calls. You're like, okay, well, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you yeah, want to yeah. make Hysteria Part Two with us? Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. But uh, uh, yeah, 
But it's, I mean, we're having such a, uh, I mean, the thing is we're having fun making this album right now, you know, and because of the situation and the lockdown, and it's been a bit logistical. We've got, you know, um, where I'm based is, uh, you know, Merths and Peter, the rhythm section are down down near London, you know, and then Jim and Steve are up north, you know, but everyone comes and congregates here. And we had just been working here the two days. But man, is it productive. It's great, you know, and it's, and it's not a chore. That's the thing. We're having a laugh. And lovely Jim came back half pissed. Yeah, okay, you know, and you just that's you know, that's the vibe. You just if it works, it works, you know. Yeah. So, and uh, uh, as as a tribute to Andy, you should cover sunglasses at night as the Japanese <laughs> yeah, bonus yeah. track. Just, uh, just just for the fun. I love that. I mean, I had to share a room with Andy <laughs> my first day with, with the band and all that. And uh I'll, you know, that was an experience in itself, you know. He is oh what a character he was. And that, you know, so when we had the hiatus and all that in ten years, me and Ant had our own like blues thing going off and that, but oh mate, he's another he's another level we get, you know. Love him to this. Yeah, yeah. You know, when he joined FM or he was like, I have a top forty hit, so just Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Just, yeah. Listen yeah. to me, I know. I've been on top forty. <laughs> billboard. Yeah. I'm a billboard guy. <laughs> Uh, Pepperkid2.com. Uh, the, the actual album is Adventures in Pepperland, right? Yeah, yeah. There you go. So it's like I say, it's, it's uh, buy it. That's all we're going to say. Just buy yeah, it. I, have, I bought it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's funny yeah. because a, a fan on Twitter reached out to me to my Twitter and said, Have you heard about this? And I went, No. And I went to look at it and then I saw Jim's face and I saw uh, Steve Overland's face and I saw your face and I said, I'm buying it. Yeah, I don't care what it sounds like. <laughs> oh, bless you! I'll but get I'm... a copy to you as soon as I can. But I mean, you know, it's um, yeah, it's going to be great. I'm excited about it. You know, uh, it's uh, and the thing is, we all because everybody's helping each other. Like, you know, I do stuff for Steve and Jim, so it was just brilliant. I knew I could count on them to say, uh, like Jim, when you come, you know, he's there like that. You know, and uh, yeah. it's it's fun. It's fun. Yeah. And uh, Steve is doing four albums this year. He's doing Groundbreaker, Lone Rider, FM, and uh, what's the other one he's doing? Oh, he, um, that 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 jazz sort of band that he does, uh, Stacks. Oh, yeah, yeah, Stacks. Yeah. So, so you're allowed to do. He one. hasn't stopped. He's been in the studio every day with different bands or whatever. And so that's right because you can imagine. I mean, same for me. I've been playing away. Pete, bless him, you know, when we come to do this gig, he hasn't hit the tubs for, you know, it's, so it's hard. But Stiv, because he's been singing every day, and, and you see your voice is a muscle. Um, but the, that guy is incredible anyway. Because I've known Stiv, get in the van, the stinkiest of colds, can't freaking speak, gets on stage, you know, perfect. And then he can't talk again, you know. And because he, he sings properly, it comes from here, you know, it's not all throat or anything like that. And, uh, and because he's been working and all that, and doing different projects. That's why when he came and did the, this ballad the other day, he, he knew exactly where he wanted to go with the harmonies, and it just and it's so fast, you know. Uh, it's, it's just a workhorse, you know. He's a pro. He's a pro. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, you know, when we're when we're done, uh, set me up with a Lawrence Archer interview. I got to talk to the guy who's on that yeah. Tokyo. That lights out. And again, I'll just I love that album. It's just <laughs> so good. It's, yeah. It's just. It's just a different version of UFO and the um, the solos on uh, rock bottom and stuff are just are just fascinating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. as we say in Montreal, merci, monsieur. Thank you so much. And of course, uh, pepperkid2.com. Uh, pick up the new album I did and therefore so should you.
pressure. Cheers. Thanks. Cheers. Merci. <laughs> All right, let me let me stop the recording. Where's the button? Oh, oh, oh there it is.